This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Wanna behave ourselves on the story? Well, y'all know what we're thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. Hide your kids. Tell them to go sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. T-G-I-M. Hey everybody, happy Friday. Uh, we are back with a brand new episode of TGIF. And of course, like usual, we're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest news in the uh, world of social media and what you're seeing on television right now. A lot of stuff's going on this week. We have a lot to talk about. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. Please welcome brand strategist Al Reynolds to the show. Hey, Al. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Friday, Claudia. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm about to have crustaceans after this show. <laughs> <laughs> I know All right. Fun. And please welcome uh, multimedia personality and talk show host, Fucking Dineva. What's up, Q? Hey. Today must have been the shirt episode of TGIF because Al, that's a bad shirt. And then uh-huh, I got thank you, colorful shirt on, but mine from Zara, honey, mine twenty nine dollars. Yours <laughs> twenty nine hundred. <laughs> Looks like we all work. We all matching though. Uh-oh. I kind of got a little greenish kind I of. I got a little mine. green in mine. I think somewhere over here. All right. It's looking that's- good. Though. That's money green because TGIF is doing big things. Soulmates, we have some exciting news for you. TGIF will receive the Media and Arts Award at the 8th Annual Truth Award that's happening tomorrow right here in Los Angeles. Now, the Truth Awards are devoted to celebrating the incredible artistic and business accomplishments of individuals and their allies across the Black LBGTQ plus community. Fellas! Y'all excited for our first of many awards to come. <laughs> I, I, I am. And um, for me, this award is extremely special because it's coming from the community. Like, it's one thing to get praises from the greater world, but it's always something special to be recognized by your people. And, and Truth Awards, thank y'all for seeing me. I see y'all. Thank y'all for seeing us. And, 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 and I'm honored. Al, what do you think? Hey, listen, who would ever thought that I would be attending a Truth Awards and and accepting an award? I mean, this just speaks volumes of not only living in your truth um, or walking in your truth, but for me, the opportunity to also speak in my truth. And I just 100% have to thank you again, Claudia, for giving me this opportunity to do this. Without you, this wouldn't have been possible. Thank you, James and Fox Soul. And thank you, Scott, over at Better Brothers LA for the accommodations. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, it's been it's been a pleasure. You know, this show is uh, different than every show that's out there, I think. And I think that's why it's resonating. And it's not a gay show. It's not an LBGTQ plus show. It's a good ass show that happens to have people from all different kinds of orientations. And I think that's when we truly have uh, equality. When that's not, we're not leading with that. And I love that we're recognized by the community because it means that it's not a mockery. It means that they're proud of it and they respect it and they respect us. So thank you. Claudia, how many different kinds of orientation? Because 
I'm gay and Al Bass, so is you I'm making straight. Is and you I'm making straight. You said all kind of different kinds. Uh, straight matters. Straight <laughs> lives matter too now. <laughs> Which meant like a whole lot. So is you trying to, is you coming out on TGIF? <laughs> well, between you and is in you. Between you and Al, that covers about three. <laughs> that covers a whole lot all right y'all all right we're gonna get to it uh we'll definitely make sure we post lots of pictures and videos from the awards ceremony happening tomorrow mm -hmm. and once again thank you truth awards and i'm about to run this uh room charge up okay y'all let's get in the <laughs> they done messed around put the credit card on the room al i know that's rare they got lots of tails on no, anyway well, y'all okay. you know I, i'm mad i couldn't be there to help y'all run it up i got to be down here in miami working jazz in the gardens but y'all run it up for me baby <laughs> we got you brother all right, Joe, let's get into some hot topics because they are hot. Now, Jesse Smollett was sentenced to 150 days in jail and 30 months of felony probation. In his hate crime case, Smollett was ordered to pay a hundred, I'm sorry, a $25,000 fine. Let's take a look at Smollett's response to the sentencing. Wow. Well, during the sentencing, Judge James Lynn called Smollett arrogant, selfish, and narcissistic and said that Smollett faked the attack because he wanted attention. Al, what are your thoughts on his sentencing? And is there any part of you that believes there could be some innocence there, the way he's sticking with the story? You know, Claudia, I've said this since the beginning of us covering that Chicago Police Department was going to make an example out of Jesse Smollett. And that's exactly what they did. Um, we know that he, this is his first offense and to be given jail time is kind of unusual in the legal system for someone of his character. But I have to say, I, I just personally have not enjoyed how this very talented man has handled this entire situation. And I, that's just my gut. That's my moral meter. And that's how I feel. He's such a talented guy. If, if Jesse would just chill out take a little bit of accountability and a little bit of humble pie, go away for a little while, while come back and get back on top is what I'm hoping for him. It's just very sad that a guy with all of this talent will be remembered for this hoax that he pulled on the city of Chicago. Okay. Q, what do you think? Jesse is so arrogant that it's disgusting. It's just, it's, it's disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Like you're still holding on to this Negro, you did it. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Now, the only thing that's in question, it's not quite in question if it was a hoax or if he did it or not. We know that. What's in question is the motive behind it. Now, that is up in the air. Only he knows that. I was talking to my attorney last night when, when the verdict came, and she's actually the one who texted me and told me. I called her, and she said the biggest problem with Jussie in this case is that at no point did he apologize at no point did he show any humility or remorse. And she was saying that, you know, her advice to clients, even if they are innocent, at a certain point when you see the trial going a certain way, 
People want to see you humbled. They want to see you break. They want to see something. And for whatever reason, he's refusing. And I know y'all want to go down this rabbit hole about inequality and Lori Lachlan and the admissions. She only got house arrest, this, that, and the third. And let me stop you and say this. Miss me with the equality and the legal system conversation because Black people in 2022 already know that the legal system is stacked against us. You already know it's unfair. So you don't get to commit a crime and start hollering about equality in the legal system. We already know it's flawed. And lastly, Jussie had the opportunity to just pay the damn rep fines and go on about his damn business, but you were so cocky and so arrogant and so gung-ho on holding on to this arbitrary point that now your ass going to jail okay he finna do 150 days in jail okay so have fun down the cook county and lee daniel people lee daniel's people taraji people y'all put something on his books you know he's so adamant about it i was like am i am i wrong like am i missing something here like it, it almost and I, maybe that's what he's trying to do, you know, like the Jedi mind trick. Like, I'm going to be so adamant about it, but there's to just cause some doubt in some people's minds. Right. Where you're like, maybe because he is not saying I did this. He's not copping to it by right. any means necessary. And that was just that court that 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 scene in the courthouse. I, I don't think that helped him at all. I really, it was all very right. dramatic. That was so tired. It was he want to be a revolutionary. He want to be Huey P. Newton Jr. Right. so bad. It, it, it's just, and I and and don't take my words out of context, but America has actually moved on from Black Lives Matter. We're not even there anymore. So all of this, I did not kill myself. Power to the people. Like, girl, right. we, we ain't even on that right now. The sad you know, thing I will say is he is, I mean, I know you touched upon the inequality. He is getting much less time than uh, most of the uh, January 6th people are going to get. That's true. And he staged his own beat down. Not being down the Capitol. That's true. But but catch these teas. You couldn't have got it had you not did it. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't have got it had you not. This would be a non-conversation if your ass didn't do a dress rehearsal in front of Subway about how to get mugged. You should have you should have challenged that energy onto pen and paper and had Lee Daniels produce you a project. That would have been the most efficient way leveraging your talents and your access to do a project. Right. I just I just don't understand why he and his entire family aren't reading the public sentiment, public sentiment in the public eye. The judgment is that you are guilty. So chill out. Those outbursts in the courtroom is not doing anything but making it worse for him. Well, most of the family got his back with the sister. She's like, I'm not in this. She's been quiet this week. Well, All her, right, her yeah. publicist and her team told her right. Mm-hmm. And we saw right. from the Janet Jackson documentary how when Michael went through his stuff, how all of her stuff got caught up in it. And, you know, Journey, I'm pretty sure she's giving him all the love and support mm-hmm. she can in the background. But mama got bills to pay and kids to feed. I don't blame her. Wow, what a fall from grace. At one point, that was the number one show on television, breaking all kinds of records. And here we are talking about 150-day prison uh, jail sentence. So sad. Okay, moving on. So Wait, see, hold on. I didn't mean to catch you. <laughs> you think him and R. Kelly going to be down there singing? <laughs> Quite the talent show between That's what yeah. I'm saying. That, that, now, that's how you rehabilitate the prisoners. You start a prison choir. You. Prison choir, letting them people sell the music so when they get out, 
They have, <laughs> but they don't have to live in the halfway house. And all we gotta do is wait for wait another two, three, four months, and Kodak Black will mess up again. Throw him on the rap remix. Yeah, and oh gosh, y'all are doing y'all killing yeah, me right now. That would be listen. You ain't got nothing but time on your hands when you in jail. That would be one good ass album. <laughs> okay, and maybe well, now this guy is not gonna be on the album because he stays out of trouble. But he is in the news. Social media is buzzing over speculation. How is this a story that uh, Tevin Campbell came out as gay? In a now deleted tweet, a fan wrote, my mom's keeps telling me Luther Vandross, Teddy Pendergrass and Kevin Campbell were gay. It seemed that Campbell may have confirmed the fans comment when he responded with the rainbow flag emoji. Another user posted about the new don't say gay bill that was recently passed in Florida and Campbell responded with the tweet, I'll live. Why do you think so many people are making a big deal about the possibility of Tevin Campbell coming out when people have been talking about this for a long time? I thought this was already established. Well, you know, I think I think it's it's one thing to be um, accused of it. Maybe not accused. That's the wrong word. What am I being? What am I trying to say? But it's enough, related to it or whatever, because we know he got arrested for soliciting a male officer. We, we've heard the rumbles for years. Right. But it's another thing when you come out and you admit it. So, you know, I think I'm very proud of him. I didn't know, actually, that Tevin Campbell was around my age. So I understand his hesitation. Shit. Oops. Sorry. Look at me. I had the, I had the same issue. Right. But I'm going to tell you right now, I really don't think it matters. I really don't think it matters with him because he can sing his face off. I mean, he has probably what one of the greatest songs that we can think of in the 90s. Can we talk written by Jermaine, I mean, written by Babyface. So, you know, in my opinion, it's all good. We, we like Tevin Campbell, uh, whether he is gay, straight, bisexual or transgender, we're still going to be in Tevin Campbell's corner so good up for tevin for coming full circle with this walk in your truth and be proud because you deserve it i'd rather the news be that he got some new music coming out because it's been about 20 years i want to hear that q what do you think about this somebody got a gentleman caller honey i heard it now <laughs> while we talked about solicitation and prostitution <laughs> go on who, who at the door <laughs> it's open it's open <laughs> So here's drinks, boy. I ordered drinks hours ago. Here's the thing. Like, um, I think everybody's gut response is, girl, bye. We knew this, right? We knew this. But all of this LGBT rights and trans rights stuff is new for a lot of people. So let me um, train y'all on how to properly be allies in a situation like this. Everybody's journey is different. And while you may see something in somebody very early on, they may even see it in themselves and not be ready to acknowledge it. And I just want you guys to know moving forward, yes, Tevin is a celebrity, but if you have somebody in your family or your, or your friend circle that comes out and you feel as though you been knew they were gay, the appropriate response is to not do the child we been knew that, but, but to just accept them in that moment and accept it like it's new news. I mean, that that's the yeah. etiquette for situations like this but seven girl we've been through that <laughs> so you said all that to say the same thing that was already been said well because i want to validate everybody's feelings like yeah, i like, got you like girl we've been new that but yeah. we just gonna use him as an example moving forward we're gonna we're gonna act right starting tomorrow okay and you know a lot of times i think it's the reactions of the fans and not even the celebrity that we talk about that becomes the story 
in this case. I think that's what that's about. All right, y'all. Great segment. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more TGIF, award-winning TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Let me check the comments. We've got a uh, 2,600 already. Huh? That's pretty good this early in the game. All I right, think man. I think we can hit it. I think after we get our award, then everybody going to try to be all up in our chat. All right. They're all going to be late. They're all going to be all up in it. NAACP for NAACP, but <laughs> we iron y'all next. Okay. That's right. Image. Right. You know what's so funny? My sister just texted me. I uh, shout out to Shannon. She said, Congratulations on the war. You doing your thing. Talking about TGIF. This is my nephew, Isaac's mom. So I want to give a special shout out to my sister and my all time dog sitter, Shantae Lewis. I love you, sis. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. They see the words already spreading. Already spread. I'm going to wear sunglasses next show. Be patting the paper. <laughs> I'm going to have a dog. <laughs> y'all going to talk to my people. You know what I mean? That's what we all, all be on, on after this. All right, y'all. Let's move on. Kim Kardashian. Now, she had social media in a frenzy after she offered women advice. She said, I have the best advice for women in business. Get your effing ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. Well, people was mad at that. Actress Jamila Jamil replied and said, I think if you grew up in Beverly Hills with super successful parents and what was simply a smaller mansion, nobody needs to hear your thoughts on success work ethic. This the same 24 hours in the day shit is a nightmare. 99.9% of the world grew up with a very different 24 hours. Bevy Smith jumped into the conversation and tweeted, but she ain't the one to tell us. She needs to do that in her woman's circle. What are your thoughts on the backlash that Kim is getting? And are people missing the point because it's coming from Kim? Al, what do you think? I think you hit it on the head, Claudia. You know, Kim in this situation is damned if you do or damned if you don't. I mean, but still, I kind of have to agree with Bevy on this. My moral meter tells me that I, I understand the message. No lie was told, but I just didn't like who was telling it to me. Because, listen, we cannot pretend like those Kardashians don't have a multimedia, multi-million dollar on the way to billion dollar enterprise. And, Claudia, you know, because you got little enterprises going on in your life, it takes a lot of work to keep that machine going. It takes a lot of work to have all of the, those deals. It takes a lot of work to sit in those boardrooms. It takes a lot of work to have those sweatshop uh, workers making those overpriced undergarments. It takes a lot of work to schedule all these events and stuff that she goes to. So, hey, but, you know, the other women have a have a have a good argument as well. You know, other women have different um barriers or different hurdles that they have to get up and deal with and what didn't come from you know a white glove service or silver spoon that some may um interpret her life as being just that okay yeah all right q you know this this story is just so multifaceted i mean there's so many offshoots from it one whole conversation is kim kardashian could have walked out her door and said the sky was blue and half of America was going to have an issue with it because she's just become everybody's favorite to hate person for whatever reason, right? That's one thing. The second conversation is it is somewhat offensive to working class people when somebody who was born with a silver spoon in their mouth, you know, speaking to regular people about the concept of work, right? And then the third conversation that could be had is that work is relative. You know what I'm saying? Like, her work and our work look like two different types of work because you can't, she hasn't gotten what she's gotten sitting on her ass 
I was finna say laying on her back. Um, I mean, I guess she kind of did, but <laughs> y'all get what I'm saying. Like, there still was a level of work, and Kim is out of touch. You know what I'm saying? She is out of touch because in her mind, what she's doing is working. And to her credit, it is working, but it ain't the type of work that our mamas and aunts and grandmas did when they had to get up and go punch in for the man every day. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I don't know, just depending on how you feel is how you're going to feel. But it's like, you know what? Everyone's life is, is different and their reality is their reality. And I know if I say something positive about Kim, y'all going to do the same thing to me y'all do to her, but on a much smaller scale because I'm not on her level. But it's like, you're just Kate taking up for Kim. I understood what she was trying to say. And I don't think, I didn't take it that she was coming from a place of silver spoon because the fact that she was born with a silver spoon, she didn't have to work as hard. She already had money. I've, I, 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 why do we ignore that she does put in work? Now, when I did read the comments after, I had I actually posted her video on my page and I was like, okay, I agree with this message. When I saw the feedback and how people was getting mad, I go, I didn't think about it being insensitive to people. I took it down because I'm like, okay, I didn't think about it like that. Another example of a story where two things could be true at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, and I think with Kim, she carries the weight of that entire family on her back. Honestly, if she didn't do what she did, none of those girls would have a career. None of them. I'm say that. She is the reason why, you know, Kylie was a top model making more than Giselle. She's the reason why I'm sorry, not Kylie, the other Kendall. She is the reason for a lot of that. So she probably feels that pressure, but I do see how people could say, you know what? Lots of Latinos, a lot of black people, black women, especially getting paid seven cents on, you know, 70 percent of what men are getting. I get why they would be like, wait a minute. What do you mean? I work my ass off and I'm, I'll never get there because of how it's set up. I get it. But damn if you do, damn if you don't. Y'all both said the same. We all kind of agree with that. I, right, I want to say one thing. <clears throat> Ladies out there, let me ask y'all a question. Why do y'all give somebody who y'all don't know? and who don't care about y'all so much power over y'all feelings. I mean, the way people were just in them comments having such an emotional response to this, and quite frankly, the message is the same message that we've been hearing since kindergarten. Work hard, go to college and work hard, get a good job and work hard. If you work hard, you can do anything. And y'all are just having such a visceral reaction to this. Why? Because it's Kim. And I don't she know. I don't know. I, I might have to disagree with that. I think that it's because there's such a wealth gap in America. And the wealth gap with wealth gap comes the ability and the opportunity to, to succeed the same way. And it's just not even playing field. And I think a lot of people that struggle in that. A lot of people that struggle in that, it's hard for them to digest advice from someone who started a, a mile ahead when you're running a two-mile race. That's just my opinion. Al, I would buy that argument if the heat was directed at the wealth gap. Like I said, that girl- It ain't about the wealth gap. It's right. about, with, it's in about this her. case, and Al, you're right. You're mm. right, Al. There's that a head girl, start. That girl could have walked out the door and said, I like driving Toyota Camrys, and people would have had a fit because it's her. Like people okay. really need to get down in their feelings and, and, and really digest why they let this particular woman rile them up so much from a visceral place. Mm. And this is a capitalist society. Like, you know, it's set up where certain people are going to win and certain people are not, unfortunately. And it sucks because a lot of times we're at the bottom of that totem pole. It sucks. 
But wouldn't you hate if you did work? And, and, and it's all relative, right? And what you think is, you know, some people might say working at a bank isn't real work. They may say working on television is not real, real work because we're not doing, you know, blue collar manual tough labor. And so it could be like, oh, poor thing. You're so down. It's so hard for you. It's all relative. But yeah, I think it was a combination of it being a little bit like, you know, it could be taken as tone yeah. deaf from some people, depending on where you are in yeah. life. And it's not defending the Kardashians. Relax. I'm treating her as she's anybody else. What she's saying is the message. I'm not tripping on the messenger. All right, Joe. I'm sure we will be talking about this again because we just cannot go a week without Kardashian or Kanye. <laughs> All right. Former Basketball Wives star Royce Reed admitted that she turned herself in yesterday for felony child neglect. Details have not been revealed, but it involves Royce's 14-year-old son, whom she shares with Dwight Howard. Now, Royce's son is supposed to follow rules set by a judge and was not allowed to hang out with children two years younger than him without an adult. And now her son is accused of breaking those rules and Royce is being blamed for it. Royce posted this message on her Instagram post. I shouldn't even have to deal with or address this. I did not get arrested. I turned myself in because I had to. Al, what do you think is going on here? Oh, you know, I'm I'm pretty close to this situation. I worked with Royce on Basketball Wives, um, Miami. She's such a such an incredible mother. She works hard. Royce is likable and she's nice. This is just so unfortunate. You guys, we know, and I'm going to skate lightly here, not because of my relationship, just because of what it entails, which is an underage young man. But usually we, we are used to hearing stories of older men taking advantage of little kids. So in this particular case, to have to talk about a young man who happens to be the child of Royce and Dwight Howard um, having these issues, um, but seeking professional help for these issues that he's having from his past experiences. You know, the judge ordered him that he can't be around kids younger than him because of, of what happened in the past. And he stuck out and did it. I mean, he, you know, he was being a 14 year old in my opinion and, 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 and Royce didn't know, but she's being held accountable. So, um, well, maybe we so should. Re- let's let's put. Let's yeah, maybe we should. We're gonna take a quick break. And we'll come back and finish this off. Fuck it. I want to get your thoughts when we return. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. Now, before we went to break, we were talking about the Roy Reed situation and her son Al. You, uh, I want you to let you finish your thoughts before we move. Right. Thank you, Claudia. I, gosh, I don't want to say too much, but this is what I thought was very interesting. For years, we've heard um, rumors or allegations of Dwight Howard's sexual deviance. And look how his son is now battling with similar situations. I just that's the most interesting part of this situation for me. But I on the on the side of Royce, I know that Royce is a very good mother. She cares 120 percent about her child and would never do anything to put him in harm's way. All right. Q. You know, as it relates to the child in the situation, Alice said everything that needs to be said. My issue, I I really want to take a moment to uh, highlight media outlets, particularly black media outlets. Uh, I have seen some of the most disgusting headlines. Royce Reed turns herself in for child molestation. You know what I'm saying? And so I had to hop up. You know what I'm saying? Because it leads you to believe she's done something and y'all are wrong for reporting this this way. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it, it's just nasty. It's misleading. Y'all always want to holler about, you know, protect black women and, and stand up for one another and we don't stick together. And now we had an opportunity to at least shower our sister with some type of support because 
the white media is going to tear her down. And for y'all to be reporting this story the way y'all reporting it, y'all dead ass wrong. You know, that's definitely a problem. It seems like we're all too enthusiastic to drag. Now, listen, there's a difference between, you know, poking fun at us at at a light situation, but something like this, you know, like at least put the proper story. And on that note, I just want to clean up something real quick from last week. We caught a lot of flack with the Ryan uh, uh, Cooper story. Um, We didn't know at the time when we were doing the story, you know, a lot of the details. And the next day, more details came out and we were like, oh, okay, damn, we we may have missed the mark. So I definitely want to do that. We definitely want no disrespect to Ryan. You know, apparently he did present his ID. I do want to apologize. Thank you, Claudia, for that. I do want to apologize for that because, you know, one of the things that I hope that my viewers, you know, count on me is for the facts and the fact that I misled anyone in any way to believe that he did something that he actually did. I 100 percent want to apologize. Thank you, Claudia. So, Ryan, I'm sure you're watching because, you know, we are award winning. <laughs> so we apologize and uh, we will definitely do better in the future to make sure that we have the facts correct because we don't want to we don't want to do any of our brothers and sisters incorrectly. And that bank teller need to be fired. OK, I heard that dog on call. That call was disgusting. Her ass needs to be fired. And she facts. sounded so damn incompetent on the phone. Mm-hmm. We will keep you all updated with the real facts when we get more. All right, y'all, moving on. Uh, the three-week rule may be the best financial advice ever. Now, what's the three-week rule? Well, wait three weeks to buy that new car. Wait three weeks to refinance your home mortgage. And wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. Now, why three weeks? Well, because that's how fast the average scoremaster user takes to boost his or her credit score, an average of 61 points. Now, listen, 61 points added to your credit score can save you tens of thousands on everything we finance. ScoreMaster technology was developed by a credit, credit data scientist to boost your credit score higher and faster than you thought was possible. ScoreMaster is so easy, it takes about a minute to get started, and you don't have to wait months for your best credit score. Go ahead and try credit, uh, ScoreMaster for free and see how many points you can add to your credit score. Go to scoremaster.com slash T. That's scoremaster.com slash T. Again, scoremaster.com slash T. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And we'll be back with more tea for you right after this. James, is that any way to talk to your award-winning host? <laughs> James, our TD, our technical director, he told us to be quiet, y'all. Uh, he be getting us together. Right. <laughs> yes. He's like, quiet on the set. I bet you he's like 5'8 in person. Like, I bet you he's 5'8, five, 5'9. Five, Watch. Well, we owe him a drink, James. You actually stepped in and you're, you're actually doing a lot of uh, work yeah, here. So shout out to James. We'll we give you a hard time. Well, you, you keep us together. All right, y'all. <laughs> Speaking of keeping folks together, we got to get into this story. I wanted to talk about it last week, but we ran out of time. Uh, people close to Daniel Kalula, uh, Kaluuya are concerned about his friendship with a life strategist who calls her, herself Hair, Air Holiness, I'm sorry, who is allegedly influencing him to make bad business moves that could really harm his career. Now, Daniel reportedly fired his agents, longtime publicists, and his stylist around the time he met this lady on the set of his new Jordan Peele film, Nope. Now, an insider said people on the Nope set were very concerned that Hair had taken over Daniel's life. All decisions had to go through her, and there were multiple blowups, and the production people were afraid of her. Now, Air Holiness deleted her Instagram accounts amidst all these claims uh, against her. I don't know what kind of hole she got on this man. I have, I, I'm imagining there's something going on between the two. Al, what you think about this lady running his <laughs> life like this? You know, this is so interesting because we're just 
actually meeting Daniel a few years ago. Remember, he did Get Out and he also was on Black Mirror. So I don't know a lot about him, but I'm just going to speak from the gut right here on this one. I know that he is super talented. I just want him to continue to crank out these great performances. But some tell me that 50 year old cougar and put that tussy cat. What you call it? Q? What you call it? Q? That tussy cat, I think she done put that tussy cat on that young brother. And that man is seeing millions. (laughs) What you think, Q? You know what? In this situation, y'all, I really don't care. Like, I just don't. Like, he is a grown man. Um, You know, you're going to have to tell me that she is slipping some type of drugs in his drinks in order for me to care. You know what I'm saying? This is a grown man. This is not no teenager. This is not no young 20-year-old. This is a grown man making decisions about his career. Now, whether she's influencing him or not, and if he's dumb enough to let her influence him negatively, uh, then that's on him. I really don't I, I really don't care, and I don't care about the fallout. I will say this. Um, you know, when you have a big... Do you know how hard it is to get signed with CIA or CIA, however it is? CIA. CIA. CAA people, y'all call me. I, I, I take his place <laughs> out on free number spot. Um, you do right, right? You get signed with CAA and you have this longtime publicist and you've got this shining career and all of this, this team that you have has gotten you this far. And if you too stupid to, to realize that that's the wrong move, then that's on you. And, and, and I hope that Tussie can't work it. I think it's a story because it's very much giving life imitating art. <clears throat> It's very much given the teacup and she's just like, because who does that? Yeah. Who does that? Well, you know, wait a minute, Claudia. We, we, know, we know a few little Hollywood situations where the spiritual advisor has stepped in and people say have changed the trajectory of people's careers. You know, Brad Pitt. Um, um, uh, who else? Uh, George Clooney. All of these Tory Spelling. All of these... Um, uh, A-listers. A lot of people have spiritual advisors now in Hollywood helping them navigate their career. I just think this one right here came in like a shockwave. And I think they got a little bit more than spiritual advising going on, in my opinion. They riding in down hot air balloons and stuff. Yeah, I think yeah, those a, other people yeah. got spiritual advisors, but they didn't fire like established management. That's like the best right. agents you can have. Like who would who wouldn't want to be with CAA and you get rid of them for this lady? But you know what, y'all, we're making a very dangerous assumption. That's and true. The, and the assumption that we're making is that, you know, he wants to go on and win six Oscars and seven Grammys and, and do all these films. We don't know what his end goal is. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. his, his end goal may be inner peace. For, for all we know, that man may want to move to Jamaica in a shack and raise chickens and bell peppers in his backyard, for all we know. You know what I'm saying? So for whatever his objective is, whatever he's doing may be in line with what he's trying to achieve. Mm. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. All right, y'all. Um, but I will tell you this. Keep messing around with her. You will not be getting a Truth Awards award like we are tomorrow night. Daniel. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have you guys been following the divorce drama between Kelly Clarkson and her uh, ex-husband, Brandon? We're going to spend a lot of time on this. Uh, she's been ordered to uh, pay Brandon a one-time payment of $1.3 million and over $45,000 in monthly child support and $115,000 in spousal support until 2024. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because this ain't really our thing. What you think about it real quick? 
City boys winning. Yes, honey. Right. Do you know how I would sit on my ass every month and do nothing but shop and eat with that much money coming in <laughs> monthly? And I was seeing that whole selfies every time I was in Bloomingdale's having a good time. Gotcha, bitch. um q before we move on to the next uh topic there's someone in the chat that just that is dying to get my attention well not my attention just wants your attention shayla everett says claudia and she's typed this at least five times please tell quentin that i love him so much shayla everett love you everett i love you for loving me and i love you for loving tgif and being uh, assertive enough to get our attention. We love you and thank you for watching, Shayla Everett. All right. Al, do you have any thoughts on that story before we move on? No, that's fine. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, during Nicki Minaj's interview with Joe Button, she touched upon a lot of hot topics, including getting butt injections, her take on social media, and giving little Kim props on being a fashion icon. Minaj specifically pointed out that she and Lil' Kim should have been honored with an American Vogue cover. I was very pleasantly surprised to see this tone from Nicki Minaj. Like I've never, I know she's given Kim um, credit before in the past, but to this level to say that with all that's happened, I was here for it. I liked it. Al, what do you think about this? Hey, I'm with you on this one, Claudia. I, I, I'm i actually enjoying this Nicki. I'm, I'm actually feeling like she, she, she is maturing in a different way. I think motherhood has really, has really brought us full circle with Nikki in a different perspective. What I thought was interesting about this story was, you know, we've seen her and Joe Budden go at it on social media. We've seen them fight. We've seen them have public fights where they don't mess with each other. Um, And to see her to take this type of interview to him instead of someone like an Oprah or Gail King, or even if it wasn't at that level, someone like an Angie Martinez or Angela Yee. I just, I found that fascinating. I found it fascinating that she took that interview and was that vulnerable. Not like she told us a lot of new stuff, but she was very vulnerable and forthright about a lot of things and gave it with Joe Button. I just, I'm just, I'm enjoying the space that Nikki's in right now. And um, thumbs up to Joe Button for, for, for putting, you know, such a great interview together. He's killing that pod- podcast space, so he's doing his thing. Uh, Q, what are your thoughts? I hated this story. Um, I, I completely hated it. I completely hated that Nicki Minaj said what she said in reference to Vogue. Stop begging people for their stuff. Take your power back. Her sentiments completely undergirded and fortified white supremacy, in my opinion. You see what I'm saying? Sitting there begging them folks to be on, on, on Vogue. You gave them your power you gave them our power by sitting back and even letting them know that you feel a way about being on their cover you fortified the fact that they are supreme and that they are the creme de la creme and that you begging to be a part of it screw them screw them take your essence cover go get on essence you should have in my opinion she should have proposed you know what vogue didn't do it but i'm gonna go make up with Lil kim and we're gonna go do a spread on essence and send essence through the roof that's what i would have liked to have seen but this constant from black fashion designers to black entertainers begging anna went to a door with an explore looking ass about mm-hmm. being on the cover of vogue screw vogue screw them and let, let them let them let them white people have a magazine. I, they ain't I, for us. They're not talking to us. Let them people have their stuff. It makes all the sense in the world, Q, but we won't do it. As much as we sit here and preach this week after week, we run out to go get 
the white designers. We are not putting our money where our mouth is. We say this and then we rock our Gucci and we rock our LV. No shade to you, Al. I got on fashion over. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? We do all that because in some small way, in the back of our minds, black people are still looking for white validation. No matter what we say, the most pro-black person, they're going to have a Gucci belt on because it, it, it stunts to the next person. I'm doing better than you. It stunts. It shows that this is this is quality. And we don't value black media. That's why we go to the white media first. We don't value black award shows. That's why nobody shows up for the, the Soul Train Awards that they should. That should be packed with the top R&B people in the business. And we don't. But we begging to get into the Grammys. And we, we we're still sick as a people. You know, I have one piece of pushback when it comes to designer clothing, right? Because I catch it a lot because I rock a lot mm -hmm. of designer brands. For those of you guys who are familiar with psychology, Maslow's hierarchy of needs states that status is one of our needs. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes people rock designer goods, not because it's white and they think that white is better than black, but it confers status. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to lie to you, babe. I like having status, okay? I, I've never met a bitch alive that say they like being number 10, all right? <laughs> I like being number one. I like when I walk into a room. I like being a notch or two above the rest. I think it's human nature. I think everybody does. And for me, it's not about, oh, this is white and this is better. I mean, if... if Wait a minute. I'm confused now. Now you sound like to me, you sounded like you got a little double speak going here. I'm just saying, listen to me. I understand where you're coming from, Q. This is not an argument. This is just mm -hmm. my interpretation, right? And maybe there should be some viewers that kind of feel the same way. That feels like it's a little double speak there because maybe that's how Nikki feels about Vogue. about being on Vogue. That you know, she's 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 a worldwide star, and she feels like that that is a status step for her. The same way you wearing Gucci is a status step for you, and like your your psychology definition of hierarchy, this is a piece of hierarchy for her. So wait a minute, I'm just saying, let's just completely understand how it can be applied. How you feel in the same way how she well, feels. I just about think the only difference is I ain't begging for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I recognize the fact that if I can't have it, I can't have it. But I'm not, I'm not. But you can I'm have it. I'm, but I can have it. <laughs> so I what can we, have it freely. You can so have what it. we need to do is build up our brand so that they, 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 equal, they equal status. We need to get essence where people say that is the magazine we need to be on. We need to get our brand to that point where we equate right. them with status because you're right, Q, it is a status thing. I wear mm -hmm. diamonds and the cars that I get because it, it is status. I don't know what the nationality is of the person that made them or mine or whatever, but you know, it is status and we're all right. guilty of it. And I'm not trying to single anybody out, but I'm just saying, I think that's, you know, we, we don't have any, we don't place value in black commodities. We just don't. We don't. Even though we are the commodity, we are the we are the uh, we are the shifters of the economy with our purchasing power. We got a little work to do, Claudia. I think you're right. We I do. just want to get on TV and beg no bitch to be on their magazine. <laughs> I, I just wouldn't. I would have never given Anna Wintour the satisfaction of knowing that I wouldn't have personally. Just the way my self esteem is set up. Don't you wonder what their internal conversations are like? <laughs> look at look at her. Look at now her. She really ain't gonna give it to now. First of all. Now she's going to feel a way because you called her out and exposed her. And right. B, now because she knows you want it, she's going to dangle it over your head. I, I'd have never. I'd have never. Look how long she made uh, Kim wait. It was at the behest of, of, of Kanye, like, making her, like, do it. But, yeah, there's a whole... 
Don't beg for it, y'all. Let it come to you. Let it come to you. Like the Truth Awards that's coming to us tomorrow <laughs> night. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. I'm looking at the chat and see what they're talking about. Hold on. We, have, we were up to 3,200, y'all. All right. 3,200 people. So it's, it's growing. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, production, if you could put some of the, the comments in the chat. I'd like to shout out some of the people that are watching our show. All right, let's get into the story. You know, we always like to talk about politics and the goings on. Uh, there's a Michigan Republican candidate, Robert R.J. Reagan, facing all kinds of backlash after saying he would tell his daughters, get this, to lie back and enjoy it if rape was inevitable. What are your thoughts on these insensitive remarks that these white Republican men continue to say, like, if it's an inevitable, just, just sit back and, and, and enjoy it. And can you believe a father would say something like this? Q? His wife is a better woman than I'll ever be. All right? Like, a- as a wife and as a mother, she should have ran her ass down to the nearest divorce court and divorced his ass for saying something so sick and backwards and just just d- demonic like 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 who says something like this and i hate to take every um everything the republican party does and equate it to donald trump but that man ish ushered in a way of doing politics that we have never seen before in this country and it's this saying the most outrageous things to appeal to they low life it, low IQ having ass, ass backwards, no teeth, honey, boo-boo base or whatever to get them riled up. Who looks their daughters in the face as a man who's supposed to be on this planet to protect and provide for them and say, if you're getting raped, just lie back and enjoy it. Sick. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Al, what do you think about this one? Mm, You don't want to know my opinion on this. I mean, I can't believe that a father would suggest that if it's inevitable, that you should find a positive in it and and enjoy it. Clara, you got it. You got to school us on this. You're the woman in this situation. This is what he's talking about. Maybe you can make some sense of it. Help me out here. So I, I've mentioned before that I've def, I've been a victim of sexual abuse and it would happen. I was 18 years old. One day after I graduated high school, it was supposed to be the happiest day of my life. And it kind of ruined my early twenties. I was traumatized for many years. No one could come around me and put a hand on me. I would jump. I was skittish. I was messed up in relationships. I didn't trust people. I was scared. Um, I felt worthless. I felt like trash. I, I, I think it affected my self-esteem and still continues to, because I never got the therapy I should have gotten to sit here and fix your mouth to tell a woman that she or a man that they should sit back and enjoy the rape as it's happening because it's inevitable is disgusting. And these Republicans, these far right wackos that are trying to pass these laws that say if you do get pregnant by rape, sorry, you know, consider it a blessing from God. You don't know the psychology and how damaged you are when you feel like something is taken away from you that that is special to you. Right. And to tell people that they're supposed to just accept it. If, if men were getting raped like this at the numbers that women were getting raped, these laws would, these people wouldn't say these stupid things like this. The fact is they don't, they can't empathize. There's no empathy. And you are a father and you can say that. So let me ask this. And I, I hate to, I hate to be this guy, but we all know that more women go out to the poll in that state than men. He just won the primary. 
Tell me how a man who has to have women supporters in order to win that seat can make a comment like this about a woman's body and still be winning in the primary. White women. I can tell you. It's white women that went and voted for Trump knowing of the 17 rape allegations, the sexist remarks. They had no problem because they're listening and, and supporting their bigoted ass husbands and they have no mind of their own and they don't think about mm. other women. That's why they hated the female. Can't they hate Kamala? They hate Hillary. They hate each other the, to vote against your best interest. Ladies, do you understand what they're trying to do? If you get raped by a stranger in an alley and you don't know you're pregnant after six weeks in Texas, you got to keep that baby That's right. and deal with it. Q, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, you did. You're fine. But you know what? I, I always tell you how it happens. Their loyalty and their devotion to white supremacy is prioritized over everything else. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's just really the root of it. It's Until like, it's not, right? Until it's not, right? Because we see how they selectively use, you know, the Me Too movement or the Karen movement to their advantage when they selectively want to. That's the part that's just the most frustrating to me. I just wonder how they feel. If they, I mean, it's one thing to say it when you're running for office and you're appealing to these lowbrow, mouth-breathing, you know, mouth-breathers that they're, they're, they're hoping to vote for them. But do you think about the reality of it and how powerful your words are? Like, if your daughter was raped by a Mexican that y'all hate so much, okay, are you going to feel the same way? It's one thing no. to say it, but the reality hits no. you. No, and he's going to take her across the border to mm -hmm. get an abortion the same way they take their mistresses and, 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 and Senate aides and all those other people and slip their money to get abortions. They are the largest hypocrites, but they are devoted to loyal to, to power and greed and money. And they will say, and I had a conversation the other day, we down here in Florida with this damn um, DeSantis and just all the crazy stuff that he's saying out his mouth. And I want to tell you something, y'all. You cannot tell me for one minute that these people sit in their house and honestly believe the stuff that's coming out of their mouth. They can't. You don't make it as far as you do in your career being that stupid. You don't make it through law school not being a reasonable, logical thinker. But their devotion is to winning and by any means necessary. And if that means I have to say crazy stuff out my mouth to rile up these people over here at the expense of the country, then that's what I'll do. And that's what they're doing. When did we get here, though? There was a time where you said something that was inappropriate like this. Left and right would collectively be like able to still agree and be like, nah, that's not cool. That's too far. And they would get boycotted. Now it's down the middle. If I like you, I will still support you, Matt Gates. You know, all the claims that he has, uh, you know, um, John uh, Jordan in Ohio with the allegations of supporting a, a child molester and the rest if you like the the party, you just go with everything they say. You can't check them. I feel like the Democrats are the only one. I'm going to tell you what we got here. Barack Obama, okay? Yeah. Young people say they're going to do everything in their doggone power to never let another Barack Obama adjacent, another Andrew Gillum. They ain't letting it happen. Uh -huh. and, if, uh -huh. and by any means necessary. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, in uh, the last election, the primaries here in Texas, they threw out, they were successful with the new voter uh, restrictive, the restrictive laws. They threw out 42% of the ballots in Harris County, the blackest county in Texas. So it's working quite well. It's working exactly as it wanted to, and there's not going to be much we can do about it. So, yeah. But that's uh, where we got the 16 judges, right? From Black History Month? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. 19. 
Do you, you won't do it again, bitch. Hey, we got 20 seconds. I want to thank my award-winning co-host, Al Reynolds and Funk Ganiva for joining me. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. We appreciate all the love. Please rewatch us again tomorrow. Stay tuned. We have Fox Souls Black Report. We'll see y'all on Monday. Y'all, y'all excited about this award? I am, baby. Y'all, y'all make me proud and, and, and be classy on the stage. We'll try. Bye, y'all. Bye.